Welcome back, everybody. I'm Kyle. And I'm Carter. Today we'll be talking about serial killer H.H. Holmes. There's a lot of myth and fact debate going on about his alleged murder castle. Today's episode will be much less gruesome than the last, but we still do want to warn you that if you're a paranoid person, we again strongly recommend you tune out of our podcast. As we said, our podcast series is diving in-depth to many famous killers around the world. As we said, today we are going to be discussing H.H. Holmes. He is the first known and documented serial killer in Chicago. He is just as mentally disturbed as our last killer. But, as he was a killer, he was also a fraud artist. And he only had nine confirmed murders, but he did confess openly to 23 to 200 murders. And it is suspected that he killed many more than he admitted or was found guilty of. is known to be Chicago's first serial killer, which is pretty impressive considering how many there have been since him, and there probably was before him, but he was, on a technical note, the first in history. Before he was a serial killer, he was a fraud artist, and not in the normal way. He would steal and mutilate bodies of the deceased. Once he had stolen those bodies, he would claim they were an accident, and then he would collect the money on them. This scheme had him running from town to town to avoid prison. It was this that would lead him to Chicago, where he would start killing the people on his own instead of taking them from a morgue or mortuary. The initial murder he was put on trial for was of his business partner, Ben Pitzel. He had knocked Pitzel out and lit him on fire in order to collect insurance money. He had also ended up killing two of Pitzel's children, which is sick that you decided to killed the entire family. And a little add-on to that, after he ended up killing Pitzel's children, he then, where he was caught was in, I believe, Pennsylvania. He was living with Pitzel's ex-wife and child. I mean, if there isn't sadistic, that is the most sadistic thing you could possibly do. I mean, kill the husband, kill the kids, and then go live with the wife. I mean, you have to be mentally disturbed to do that. Yeah, even just the fact that he left one of the kids alive and the wife like now they have to live with him knowing that he did it exactly knowing that they were living with someone who killed the rest of their family exactly like that it's flipping insane what this guy was able to do and not even bat an eye about it yeah no he was a psychopath yeah immediately after his arrest holmes claimed to have killed two people in the murdered castle of his creation, but during his trial, he only admitted to killing Pitzel and 27 others, as well as the ironic part of him admitting to killing 27 people, and that some of the people who he admitted to killing were alive and well during his trial. During this trial, Holmes stated, I was born with the very devil in me. He claimed that his reason to kill was just as sound as other people's reason to do good. At the conclusion of Holmes' trial, he saw him guilty of nine murders and sentenced to death by hanging, which 
even at that time, hanging was, that's brutal. Yeah, I mean. He deserved worse. Oh, yeah, he deserved way worse. I mean, but think about thinking that, oh, I kill people because it's what I was born to do. I mean, I'm not, like, a psychopath, but to even think that way, that's flipping insane. I mean. It's like a cult mentality almost. Yeah, and he had that. You follow whatever your brain is what you think your brain is programmed to do. Exactly. Like, saying that is the most notable sign that, hey, I'm a psychopath. Yeah, and he's just got issues, lots of them. Those infamously created Chicago's murder mansion for the 1893 World's Fair. Thousands of some soundproof rooms, secret passages, and a disorienting maze of hallways and staircases. So it was almost like the rooms that you go into today to like an escape room that he just made an entire mansion into and ended up using it to get his victims in and they could never find their way out. The rooms were also allegedly outfitted with trap doors over chutes that dropped Holmes unsuspecting victims to the building's basement. And once they were in the basement, there was no way out. The basement, claims said, was a MacBray facility of acid vats pits of quicklime, offices for decaying corpses, and a crematorium for helping get away, clean up the bodies and get away with his murders, which he actually used to finish off his victims, sometimes when they were still alive. All of the descriptions, however, there's a lot of debate whether or not the murder castle didn't incorporate all of that what was described. But if you look at the man, H.H. H. Holmes was, as you can see, he was a mentally unstable psychopath, went through great measures to collect insurance money. So I do believe that the murder castle did most likely have all the horrid features that they claim to ask, which, how much money he collected, even just from the dead bodies, he had the money to get the stuff and do it secretly, so the cops wouldn't know, especially in 1893. Yeah, and on which, top of that, he went through three different contractors to build this murder mansion. Like, he cut off three different companies. That way no one would actually know the entire layout of the mansion. Like, he went through yeah. all of that just so he would be the only one who knew how to get around that place. Like, that's... Which, honestly, was not to give him props or anything, but that's kind of smart. Well, yeah, I mean, thank God these serial killers aren't dumb. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, if they were, we'd be catching them constantly. It would right. take years sometimes. They wouldn't have occasionally hundreds of murders on their yeah. plate. Well, that's the fun thing about this case. I mean, it was so long ago that there's a lot of question whether, like, well, did he actually build the mansion? I mean, yes, he built the building, but people don't actually know if he had the trap doors and the soundproof rooms. I mean... One cop could have fabricated that pretty easily in the 18, whenever that this happened. I mean, that's yeah, all it would have it taken. could have all been fabricated, but then, again, it could have not been, because, like I said, he had the money to do it. Yeah. And cops back then, any transactions and stuff weren't really recorded. Oh, yeah. I mean, it couldn't be recorded digitally, so it was all on paper. So yeah. it pretty much is you and whoever they're buying from that would know. Exactly, and another fact that does point to the direction that this did happen is he had 200 different female employees in this in a two-year period. Now, that number nowadays would be like looked at like, hey, 
you're doing something. But like back then, it wasn't common for somebody to leave the city. It wasn't common for somebody to move down the block. I mean, there wasn't telecommunications. There wasn't any of that. I mean, you couldn't know where someone was or where someone was going. It was just normal. Like someone was gone. Mm, That's normal. Yeah, they just left. Exactly. And like back then, it was just different. Well, yeah, I mean, and in addition, like the said, it was the first serial killer. They weren't looking for someone this insane. They hadn't dealt with this for hundreds of years. This was new. Yeah. Like, now, cops know serial killers exist. They know that there's probably one everywhere. Like, back then, that wasn't a thing. Someone didn't murder people for fun. Yeah, no, that was only by chance. Yeah. Is what they would usually think. And back on the girls thing, no one really knows if he murdered them. Or if they found something out, so we let them go, made them shut up with the threat of killing them, or like no one actually exactly. can ever really know what happened. That's to them. the crazy and so intriguing thing about this case, is you don't know. Yeah, because it was so long ago that there isn't solid records. Yeah, and there isn't documentation, and there isn't pictures. I mean... If it happened yeah. nowadays, we'd know instantly how many people he killed, when he killed each one of them. I mean, that all just be laid out to a platter. But mm-hmm. it's not. So we and are cases left. Nowadays, that would have been caught suspicious much earlier. and He wouldn't have been able to continue doing it for however long he exactly. ended up doing it for. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's a crazy the difference time makes on this kind of stuff. Yeah, even just the advancements in forensics in the past, what, almost 200 years? Yeah. It's it's just insane to look at it. It changes the game on everything about serial killers. Yeah, it makes their job, well, their hobby, I guess. Someone put it, much more difficult nowadays. 